The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you what, who deserves a shot in the United States Heavyweight I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious Hypnosis. Let's get some psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to the Rawcast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? What's going on, Dom? What's going on, listeners? Um, if I drop a fire line on here and Dawn edits it out, it's definitely going to be war on the WrestleCast network. When, when have I ed- ever edited you out? Come on. Did you did you, did you get the play on what I was talking about? It's, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got you. <laughs> It's just a play on. It's just a play on WWE editing shit. Yeah, Xavier Woods talking about his match with Bobby Lashley and right. edited his uh, his 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 highlight out. And then um, <laughs> they edited the um, the line from Roman promo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They sure did. Definitely did that. Um, yeah, this like I said, this new Peacock run YouTube channel sucks. Yeah, because it was. Um, we were watching. I mean, let's talk about SmackDown. Like everybody was saying, SmackDown was a, was a pretty decent show for like the um, the promos and everything else built around it. Mm-hmm. Not so much as the wrestling, so to speak. But um, you know, John Cena came out there, dropped the challenge, and um, next thing you know. Roman came out there, and the first first things first, Paul Heyman, you know, Paul Cena came out there, dropped the challenge, that Paul Heyman just came in, stole it at the end. <laughs> yeah, John Cena did all that work, and then Paul Heyman with the... I'm like, well, God dang, that's what we don't want. Yeah, man, SmackDown was a great episode, like you said, for character building and promos. It's kind of mm-hmm. had a more of an old school wrestling show to it, where it was right. like big on advancing people's stories through their, you know, words and uh, charisma, less on their physicality. And, and I really liked it. I thought the show went by rather fast. It did. And that was yes, someone who watched it like a, the next day. I didn't see it live, so I can only you know how fast we, it went by live. Well, I know, I know, because I got the, the the DM asking to run yeah, space. Um, I'm gonna go but, ahead and uh, let you know now. I'm gonna have to uh, recruit you again. I'm gonna have to end up. Uh, yeah, my Fridays are getting a little bit busier these days. Well, if I'm available, I'll do it. But yeah, if not, yeah, I know you. <laughs> You may be out here gallivanting yourself. No, not really gallivanting. 
not really gallivanting. It's just I, I'm just trying to get home and before everything we, so. before we get relocked down because you know exactly variant is like getting past all y'all's vaccinations and stuff. Yeah, they call it booster shots. So yeah, see, that's what I was thinking when the first vaccine came out. I was like, you know what? I think I might wait for vaccine two point oh. Right. <laughs> you know, let's see what's gonna happen, variable wise, because I had a feeling this was gonna happen. That yeah, it's pretty good against the regular old COVID, but this mutated joint. It's getting past that joint, and I was reading the day that a lot of people who are already vaccinated are catching this Delta joint. Like, this is alarming. That's true. Yeah, man. So stay masked up. Keep washing your hands. Don't associate with too many people that you don't know and that don't be wearing masks on a regular. That's kind of my nope. motto. Leave it, leave them the hell alone. Right. And if they look suspect, pull your mask up around them. That's so true. <laughs> That's so true. All right, man. So, yeah, SmackDown was great. You guys stay safe out here. Um, you know, even though they got vaccines and stuff, the pandemic is still real. And now it's time to tell everybody that the Rawcast is on the CSPN. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitch Radio, wherever you listen to podcasts. All you have to do is search for the WrestleCast dash the CSPN. Uh, subscribe to the logo with the new day holding the WrestleCast sign. And the Rawcast will be in your feed each and every week. So we start the show this week with the Mo Meltzer News Report, like we always do, catch up with the latest rumor and innuendo in the wrestling business. When the words of Bruce, Bruce Pritchard, we don't deal with rumor and innuendo. That's <laughs> what happened there. All right, so real quick, um, WWE is looking to have a queen of the ring. Oh, snap. Xavier Woods can't get his king of the ring, but they're going to do queen of the ring. Okay. Um, it's, supposed, it's like it's going to um, air over Raw and SmackDown, so that should be coming like I want to say October. That's what I was reading on it. So okay. we start start seeing you know more talk about it. Well, we don't you know. have that Hell in a Cell uh, pay per view for October. Well, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, they already they already took care of that oh, that wow. obligation. Yeah, they took it earlier, remember? <laughs> well, no, no, I'm saying there is a void in October because Hell in a Cell already came. So, right. yeah, that's what I'm saying. They could slide that in in October. That's why I'm saying the timing of it makes sense. And that could be like yeah. the pay-per-view for October. They're not going to do it. They're going to do it on Raw SmackDown. So. Oh, that's oh, that's cheap, man. They at least yeah. need to have the final match on the pay-per-view, though. They'll figure out something. You know how they always do um, the draft is also scheduled to happen around that time. Um, I think it's like the raw season, the, the season premieres and everything. So raw can't that can't get here fast enough for Monday Night Raw. It's still gonna be the same. It's gonna unfortunately take some people away from SmackDown, kicking and screaming, who probably will never be heard from again once they go to Monday Night Raw. Right. Um, so I don't know if you noticed, it's been a, a raw robot. Graphic that's been floating around. I seen the drone on the SmackDown, but I don't know about the. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, raw, it's a raw robot. Is it like red and silver. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's red, 
black or something like that, but yeah, it's a kind of it, popping up a little bit here and there. Yeah, now as you mentioned, I like, remember you know, the, the Fox Cletus. Um, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but it's kind of like in a more robot way, a little like smaller robot way. So, okay, yeah, so that's if you start seeing that on your TV screens, that's what they're doing. Um, so what's the, so what, that's the that's just like a new they got like a, a mascot now, so to speak. Yeah, okay. So, um, Keith Lee said he's promising to tell his story soon. He said, give him a week or two. That's what he said in the tweet, but I believe this is the, the tweet for a real turn. I think that's what that's going to be. Okay. Well, they need to do something. We'll discuss that a much later in the program. Yeah. Um, Tommy Dreamer, he predicts that almost will be a future WWE champion. We've been wrong about more talented people. We have. <laughs> um, and I saw this when I, when I was on Twitter yesterday. Um, the United States versus Mystic Man series is in development. This is basically the um, was it the ninety the ninety four ninety three ninety four um yeah steroid trial steroid trial yeah mm. which ultimately led the whole game going to WCW. So, yeah. yeah, what happened was uh, uh, that's the uh, that's the famous. Well, you know that's where that comes from because Jerry Jarrett came in to kind of oversee things just in case Vince was going to go to jail. And since Vince right. had his, you know, attention uh, on not going to jail, they needed somebody to come in and kind of see the ship through. Um, that led to like James J. Dillon leaving his post as a high ranking uh, member of the office staff because he signed a contract, got a big pay raise. And then after the trial, they like started slashing stuff and JJ Dillon's salary was one of the ones that got slashed. Like there's uh, this famous story about them taking like the, 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 the Gatorade and all the water and stuff out of the offices and stuff because, you know, they was just strapped for money trying to keep Vince out of jail. They took Gatorade and water out the office. That's some bullshit. Yeah, man, they was trying to save on them expenses. Hmm, that's crazy. Got to keep the chairman out of jail. Right. Um. Yeah, so they, so they said it's going to be executive produced by Vince McMahon, Kevin Dunn, um, I mean, Bucky Beaver. Oh, um, this, this won't have any WWE slant to it at all. It's going to be right down I think the Bloomhouse, Bloomhouse is like they also like producing it as well. So they're um, they have somebody else on that team produce it. So right, it, it definitely is going to be um, this man definitely be portrayed as the hero in this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that joint going to be slanted so far. Towards Vince, and he did nothing wrong, and it was a wild goose hunt, goose chase, and you know all the damage that they did to his company, and 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 how he he had to fight back, and like a phoenix coming from the ashes, the attitude error was born, you know. It was. Um. So I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Matt Cardona won a GCW title. 
I saw the picture of him with the title, whatever title that is, surrounded by a slew of beer bottles. So I couldn't tell if that was basically just celebration or if that were people in uh, disgust. So basically, this was um, Nitro um, early NWO. um, (laughs) Okay, I got you. They were too happy that he beat um, Nick Gage. for the title, and they were definitely throwing bottles and everything. Let they get their hands when they was throwing it in the ring. Somebody so. could have got hurt. Joey Janela, police people. And the, security, and the security was like, "We gotta get you out of here," and that's what they did. He took the title to Disneyland. They almost had a riot at GCW. Oh man, that could have got dangerous. But hey, Nick Gage is going to be on. Um, <laughs> um, Dynamite tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yep. Wrestling Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Pizza slicer and all. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Jericho. I was listening to Jim Cornette's podcast, and he was not. He was just basically giving a rundown about Nick Gage, and I was just like, "Wow, I didn't know this dude was a, a bank robber and all this other stuff." Oh yeah, like he was a part of. Um... OVW for a second, like you know, he was training with Jim Cornette. He was just like he was just too. He just liked the deathmatch stuff too much, and then he, you know, like he said, he got sideways and 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 needed money and developed habits and did nefarious things and you know went to jail for it. So, but he was once a very promising wrestler. Before all the deathmatch stuff, but then yeah, he found his kind of niche in the deathmatch. You know, Dark Side of the Ring did one of the episodes on him this year for this season, so that kind of brought him up into a lot of people's consciousness for the very first time. And then AEW followed that up and got him uh, for this show. I, I'm assuming this is one night only, just for the sake of the story with uh, MJF. But uh, yeah, this should be a very interesting. Shout out, shout out to Shaolin Shogun MA, who's going to be in the building uh, for uh, Fight for the Fallen AEW Wednesday night. Uh, he's going to get a hell of a show. On paper, this looks like a five star classic. <laughs> okay. Um, you see what I did there? Yeah, I saw what you did there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was uh, somebody on Twitter. It's a young lady. I think his name was Denise. Not her last name, but she's on Twitter. She does like stuff with fight for and everything. And somehow she was talking about wrestling takes or whatever. And somebody said that Eddie Guerrero was a B plus player, and it got everyone riled up. From like Mick Foley to Chavo, they was just like, no, "That's like Jericho has something to say about it." I don't even know if Jericho said anything about it, but oh, he um, didn't see it on his Twitter that day. Then, or he definitely would have came in both guns blazing. Yeah, he, the person said that um, Chris. Um, he said Eddie Guerrero was a, a B plus player, and somebody else chimed in and said the only reason why people started caring about him because he died. And it was like, um, yes, I was like, tell me you watched wrestling when you without telling me you really didn't watch wrestling, right? He, he might have gotten more notoriety when he went to WWE and was, you know, there for that, you know, that whatever seven year run he had 
in WWE, and it might have been the most no- notoriety that he got throughout his whole whatever 20-year career he had. But, yeah, man, Eddie Guerrero is a legend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from his classics with Rey Mysterio when they were the pillars of the him, Dean, and Rey Mysterio were the pillars of the WCW Cruiserweight division to him right. moving up and, you know, becoming a United States champion and then, you know, ultimately going over with the Radicals to WWE and then, you know, fighting and finally becoming WWE champion. So, yeah, man, it's, it's yeah, Eddie Guerrero definitely more than a B-plus player. Right. I was like, this is crazy. Somebody saying he's a... Well, you know, man, it's the internet. Some people yeah. just like to, you know, strike a match, throw it out there, set shit on fire, and walk away. Yeah, so true. Because some of them takes me getting folks so riled up, and all of a sudden you see people, somebody trending, like, why is this person trending? And then all of a sudden you see... You see what's going on. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, um, also want to some get well wishes out to Jeff Hardy, who <sighs> contracted COVID-19. Oh, word. He got too close to carrying cross last week. You said what? He must have got too close to carrying cross last week. <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, so that's the reason why that match took place. Okay, well, yeah, hopefully Jeff Hardy is, uh, you know, who, uh, mild symptoms uh, to no symptoms at best. And, you know, he's going to just need the two weeks in quarantine and he'll be back. Yeah, that's the reason why um, we got Keith Lee and Karrion Cross on Raw. Out the blue. Out the blue. Because they were saying that. Um, Carrying Cross was supposed to take it. They were supposed to run the rematch back, and Carrying Cross was supposed to lose that one as well too. But COVID had other ideas. <laughs> yeah, again, exactly what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. Stay masked up. Don't let your guard down. Do not let your guard down. Just like, hey, keep keep doing what you was doing. Like this was last October. Mhm. So yeah. So um, that's all I got for that. Okay. Okay. I don't have anything to add this week. Um, I will tell you this though, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, fans, I haven't gotten to the end of the Dangerous Techers Naito Sonata match, but it looked fantastic. And I haven't seen the main event yet between Shingo and um, the Ace Tanahashi, but I will tell you this. Kata and Jeff Cobb is a banger. I've, I've heard. I've, I've seen. I've, I've seen a lot of people talk about that. And that joint is super fire, boy. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Cobb leveled up in that joint, boy. Yeah, oh. definitely. If you got access to the New Japan uh, World app, or you got a alternative means. To- <laughs> <laughs> to 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 watch that match, man. Check that thing out. That thing is very very good. All right. Very very. Good. So now we're gonna talk about something that isn't nearly as good, and that is Monday Night Raw, 
or as I'm going to dub this episode, Monday Night Rematches. Uh, we open with a recap of last week's women's title match and Nikki, almost a superhero, cashing in the money in the bank briefcase and wins the title. So Nikki, almost a superhero, is out to get things going. She finally gets to welcome us to Monday Night Raw and talks about how she didn't believe she could get here. She says that she had worked to get here, and once she finally started believing in herself, she accomplished her goals, and if she can do it, everyone can do it, and we can all be almost superheroes. Charlotte comes out to talk about how last week was a fair, and she is getting her rematch at SummerSlam. Charlotte knows that everyone is tired of having people better than them around, but they need to get used to it. So Rhea Ripley comes out. Tell us about how Charlotte only held the title for a day and promised to win the title herself. Nikki asks why she's being left out, and here are Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville to interrupt. The triple threat match is made, and they'll also throw in Nikki versus Charlotte non-title tonight as well. Charlotte jumps Rhea Ripley, but gets knocked outside by Nikki, who stands tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlotte sounding like a real Karen in this uh, promo. Well, I wasn't ready, and it wasn't this, right. and it wasn't that, and you couldn't beat me if I had if I hadn't already wrestled. And it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you lost. <laughs> Got to keep it as Miss Didi Jonay has always said on this show for years. You got to keep your head on a swivel. Got to. On a swivel. Got to. Got to. Got to. But anyway, so Damian Priest is backstage. Damian Priest doesn't think much of Seamus and his bullying of Umberto. So he's going to deal with Seamus tonight. So that leads us to Damian Priest of Avarish's Sheamus. A shot to the face knocks off Sheamus' mask, but he gets his boots up in the corner to cut Priest off. Sheamus goes up, but gets choke slammed down for a two count. Back up, Sheamus grabs the Alabama slam for another two count, meaning it's time for the Texas Cloverleaf. That's broken up by some kicks to the head from Damian Priest, so Sheamus knees Damian Priest in the head for another two count. Priest kicks his way out of forearms to the chest, and then he hits the reckoning and gets the win over Sheamus. What was that finish you call again? The reckoning, sure, sir. Because Mia Yim obviously has her name back. <laughs> so I was trying to tell people, I was like, I was, I was, guys, I was thinking, I was like, he gonna get that name back. And as soon as he said the reckoning, I was like, oh, looks like Damian Priest is getting his um. Old name back for his finishes, so right. Uh, the former Velveteen Dream probably wanted to send a letter for gimmick infringement. Damian Priest was in all that purple, right? <laughs> uh, this was a hard hitting match, it, a little long for my taste between these two, but I mean, you know, for, it, it was one of the themes of the night, which is. A champion facing a contender, and if in a non-title match, and if the contender wins, they get a you know de facto championship shot, which is the dumbest thing ever in wrestling. Right. This is where. Oh, so, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say. Speaking of which, since you brought up Velveteen, um, the former Velveteen Dream, so apparently he was booked in the indie. He was booked in the indie show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say like like probably last week and trying to get himself back out there. 
Yep, but fans spoke out and made that voice made it her, and he got dropped from the show. Dropped like no they, more. They think he was going. He was no longer appearing at the show. Oh wow! Okay. So I told you, I said wrestling fans. Told you, wrestling fans got like um, no short term memory. They they remember certain things, and and apparently they making they making sure that he's um, as as they say he's living infamy as um, <laughs> as um, not Malachi Black said when he was out of Black in NXT. <laughs> Um, after the match, Seamus complains about uh, his nose being rebroken and he needs to see a doctor. That guy. Well, man, if you don't want to defend your title and you already have a legit injury, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's- man, hey, you can, you, can easily, you can easily give up the title. You well, can easily man. do that. Well, we didn't have to go all, we had to go there. I'm just saying he can easily right. I'm just saying they can easily come up there and say, "Hey, we can you can force to give up your title if you don't want to wrestle." <laughs> I don't think Sheamus is going to do that. Uh, I think he's going to find a way to to defend that title, oh. but uh, he may not be in ownership oh, of it for much longer. So, so when you're a heel, you you will find a way to wrestle. Will find a way to wrestle, even even if um, even if it means you have to put yourself out there and risk getting more injured in the process. Right, right. Viking Raiders versus Tall Bruce Leroy, aka Amos, and AJ Styles. This is the Raw Tag Team Title Match again. Another rematch. We just saw this like two weeks ago on pay per view. Cartwheel, yeah. huh? I said that we did. Cartwheel gets Ivar away from the phenomenal forearm, and he runs AJ over. Ivar's, Ivar's charge in the corner hits Boots, though, and AJ gets two off of a Tornado DDT. Eric comes back in to run over AJ again, but a Pele kit drops him this time. The hot tag brings in Amos, and the double choke bomb crushes Eric. AJ springboard 450 connects, and AJ and Tar Bruce Leroy retain the Raw Tag Team titles. So the tag team division in Raw are the champions, AJ Styles and Amos, the Viking Raiders, and apparently whenever he decides he's going to show back up to work, RK Bro, Orton and Riddle, that's it. That, that's all we got. Oh, maybe T-Bar and Mace. And, <laughs> and, and, and Mansoor and Mustafa Ali might be bubbling on the surface. But that's all we got. That's all we got. That's all we got. So we recap Jinder Mahal and company attacking Drew McIntyre in the Money in the Bank match. As a result, McIntyre annihilated part of Jinder Mahal's and company last week. So here's Drew McIntyre for his match with the Veer. But here are Jinder and uh, someone in a suit instead. Mahal talks about how Shanky was taken out by Angry McIntyre last week with like 34 chair shots. So this is Jinder Mahal's lawyer. Uh, Drew McIntyre is being sued so McIntyre should just do the right thing. That makes Drew think should he take everyone out for a steak dinner or and apologize or should he beat Veer down just as bad 
McIntyre asked the crowd for it. Drew is going to kill you, chant. They oblige, and we're ready to go. Drew McIntyre versus Veer. They slug it out to start, with Veer actually dropping McIntyre with the right hand in a body slam. The jumping elbow sets up a neck crank, but McIntyre fights up. Jinder Mahal throws in a chair, which is claymored into Veer's face for the DQ, uh, but it was Drew McIntyre who got the win because Jinder introduced the chair into the match. And then after the match, Drew Claymore, the lawyer. So basically the lawyer name was he's an indie wrestler named um, Ar- Arjun Singh. Okay. Um, what we know as Geek Singh. Okay. He was um, he wrestled on AEW Dark recently on June 29th against Angelico. Ah, okay, okay. Doing a little double dip. It was some, some time between the dip, but certainly did a dip. Definitely, definitely. We recap Eva Marie and Piper Niven, a.k.a. The Drop, in Alexa's playground with Alexa Bliss seemingly finding a new target. So that leads to Eva Marie and Piper Niven versus Natty and Tamina. It's, of course, a non-title, but a number one contenders matchup. So, again, if Eva and Piper win... They get a future title shot. Piper takes Natty down for a two count to start, and Natalia comes up favoring her knee. It's tagged off to Tamina, who gets taken down by uh, Piper. Eva comes in to get the cover, and Alexa Bliss takes over the video screen uh, for a video on the Lily Lucian. This distraction lets Tamina hit the super kick, and she pins Eva Marie, and the champs retain. So it looks like Natty was legit injured in this match. Yeah, and it looks like a, her ankle is what people are saying. Yeah, she was definitely lipping off, and she um she was lipping off after the match. Like um the trainer was helping her, and then Tamina came and helped her afterwards. So right. never heard any updates on it, but she definitely was hurt. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, hopefully it was just a, like I said, a sprained ankle, nothing too serious. Um, it was sucked for her to have a serious knee injury or something like that. And they have to forfeit the titles in that regard. Um, again, another match that doesn't make any sense if you're trying to set up some story. But of course, this is all about Eva Marie and Alexa Bliss and, uh, the impending matchup that those two are going to have. Um, I can hear everybody just cheering in the background, waiting for that to happen. Because mm-hmm. they so much love Alexa Bliss and the, you know, Alexa Playground gimmick, and everybody's just so over the moon at the wrestling ability of Eva Marie, and those two colliding is going to make for just everybody <laughs> jumping out of their seats and the excitement. Um, next matchup, Karrion Cross versus Keith Lee. The cross jacket choke goes on, but Keith Lee powers out of it and starts hammering away. Keith Lee hits the pounce, but the spirit bomb is counted into the doomsday Saito suplex. The running forearm to the back of the head sets up the cross jacket choke again, and Keith Lee has to tap, and Karrion Cross is a winner for the first time on Monday Night Raw. <sighs> Still no better, though. He's he's got enough. 
I mean, what do you want me to have? I mean, you, you get you coming out here, you <laughs> giving us this this boring intro. We don't have no scholar. He's just there, and he's you know you give us the match with Keith Lee, and now Keith Lee's on Twitter talking about he's explaining his story about what's going on, and now Karrion Cross is beating him, so. It's supposed to be the story with Jeff Hardy. He put, I know he, they say cut a, 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 a promo post raw saying that him and Hardy's um, him and Hardy's um, rock thing story is not over with yet. But uh, I'm just saying, in 12 minutes we'll get we'll get some more, we'll get answers to questions that are burning in our head, so to speak. Oh yeah, make sure y'all um, remember it's on Sci-Fi tonight, so. Right, it's on sci-fi, so it's not on USA. So a lot of y'all been saying y'all can't find sci-fi, so y'all better look up sci-fi in y'all area and and find that channel. It's like in the 30s for me. So this um, brings up a very what I said when I saw this matchup coming. We about to find out who Vince cares for the least in this match, and uh, it's clearly Keith Lee. So Jim Cornette. As this was talking, he feels though that Odyssey Jones is a younger version of Keith Lee, and feels that Odyssey Jones is going to if Keith. I think if things don't work out with Keith Lee, Odyssey Jones is going to get that push. Because I told you a couple weeks ago, he was um, on getting dark match look at um, at, at Raw too. Mm-hmm. So possibly he could be called. He might have a short stay down at NXT. If they like to they see. Well, I don't know. He almost dropped my man on his head last week, so it might have knocked him back a notch or two. But man, could you imagine? Well, he, he well, oh yeah, he did. Um, the former Harlem Harlem Hall, Hall Bravado or whatever. Yeah, who has they left from um, uh, that other um, that other indie um, from promotion that got. They got folded in WWE. I forgot the name of them. Evolve. Yeah, Evolve. Yeah, he was on. He was on Evolve. Um. Yeah. So we'll see how things just turn out after that. You know what? You just gave me a thought about if they're trying to fast track Odyssey Jones, which I don't think he needs to be fast tracked because we've seen what happens when people get fast tracked out of NXT into the main roster. But they do want to spice up this tag team division, though. Teaming up Odyssey Jones with Keith Lee, boy, that would be something. Mm-hmm. That would be something. They could be like, kind of like the natural disasters, but much cooler. So, <sighs> we, 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 we just can't, we just can't trust Vince to keep anything going um, with black talent if it's not them being goofy or in a comedic gimmick. Right, right, right. Because we see, because twice after in this, in this program, we just we have seen some some shit. <laughs> so we recap: Nikki winning the women's title plus her big celebration. Nikki believes in herself, and no one can take away that feeling, win or lose. She wants all the boys and girls to believe that things are worth fighting for, and no matter what, she will be defending her title at SummerSlam. Rhea Ripley comes in to say to say that she, that she can respect the confidence, but she is leaving with the title at SummerSlam tonight. Though she wants Nikki to give Charlotte hell. 
Mace and T-Bar are ready to eat the smaller people because like Mansoor and Mustafa Ali, they exist to be devoured by them. They're still trying to make Dio man into something, huh? If that, if that F5 from Brock Lesnar didn't make him, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, that was the day his career died on national TV in front of everybody. As an announcer and as a wrestler. Yep. Uh, so Mason T-Bar versus Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. A shot to the face gets Ali out of trouble and he tags Mansoor in to take over. T-Bar makes a save and sends Mansoor to the outside where Mustafa Ali hits a suicide tornado DDT. We look very good. Ali yells at Mansoor for not being ready, but Mansoor saves him from a choke slam. And then a victory roll gives Mansoor the pin on Mace. And Mustafa Ali and Mansoor are victorious. Um, Mustafa Ali, like, man, you did everything wrong. And and Mansoor is like, but we won, though. Right. <laughs> so, odd couple for sure. We'll see how they play out going far forward. Um so here are Bobby Lashley and MVP to respond to Goldberg's challenge. Uh, basically, Bobby Lashley was like, nah, I already said I wasn't going to wrestle him on Twitter. But uh, he re- MVP recaps the challenge and asks at Lashley for his answer. Lashley isn't going to dignify that with the response, but he says this is his ring. Then here comes Cedric Alexander to say he didn't like the disrespect when Lashley broke up the Hurt Business. Shelton Benjamin comes out to say that Cedric's voice is annoying before challenging Bobby Lashley as well. Bobby Lashley says he'll fight them both at once. So now we have Bobby Lashley versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, Before we recap this, we're going to pour out a little for the Hurt Business right here and now before we finish this recap. Uh. This song's dedicated <laughs> to my homie. <laughs> Cedric trips up Bobby Lashley, allowing Cedric Benjamin to hit a running knee. Uh, Shelton Benjamin to hit a running knee. Excuse me. I'm like, who is Cedric Benjamin? See, this is what Jamie talked about. You be messing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, excuse me. Goodness. Oh. You, you be. I was about to say. I know how. Um, what was that? Um, fire started. They do the um the tanks of the week. You gonna start reporting me? You be taking every. I don't say that. But I just be laughing when you say it. I'm like, okay, he'll he'll hear if he, if he listens back. He'll hear when he tanked this one and everything. So I just be laughing. So Cedric trips Lashley up, allowing Shelton Benjamin to hit a running knee. I might just edit that so you never hear it. A springboard tornado DDT plants Lashley for a two count, but he is back up with a spine buster to Alexander. The spear cuts Benjamin down, and it's a jackhammer to plant him again. Then the dominator puts Alexander on top of Shelton Benjamin for the double pin, and Bobby Lashley Ooh. is your winner. He uh, took a page out of Roman's playbook. He did. Stack him. Stack him and bang him or some shit you say. Wreck, wreck him, stack him, and pin him or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. He did that. Yeah, he did. Uh, so I guess Shelton Benjamin and uh, Cedric Alexander were taking the place of Kofi and Woods this week? Do so. Have you seen no, 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 um, no new day shenanigans this week? No, not at all. 
uh, maybe they still uh, celebrating the Big E money in the bank win. <laughs> John Morrison and the Miz ready to make this city moist AF, but AJ Styles and Amos interrupt. They have something to talk about with AJ doing the talking and Amos blocking out the camera. So we have John Morrison versus Riddle. See, that's where Amos is being useful at. <laughs> <laughs> The threat of a running kick in the corner sends Morrison to the outside where Riddle hits a springboard flip dive. AJ Styles and Amos come out to the ring and that distracts Riddle enough so Morrison can get in a shot to the face and a two count of his own. That just earns Morrison the final flash knee for a two count and Riddle goes up top. And as he heads up top, Amos grabs his scooter and breaks it. The distraction allows Morrison. That was just messed up. He just handed to me. He just looked at it. I was just like, he will break that man's scooter with ease. <laughs> <laughs> the distraction lets Morrison grab a razor's edge that he spun into a hard slam. The starship pain connects, and John Morrison got the win over Matt Riddle. So after the match, The Miz sprays the, dip, the drip stick in celebration, and AJ Styles stomps on Riddle and eventually plants him with the Styles Clash. AJ a little rusty on that Styles Clash. Right, you see, you saw it, right? Yeah, I was, I was like, oh, he, 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 not getting the step. Yeah, he didn't get the step over like he usually does, as clean as he usually does. Uh, I'm just glad Riddle, you know, kept his head to the side. Mm-hmm. Because you know, Styles Clash is the most dangerous move in professional wrestling. It certainly is. It certainly is. Uh, we recap Reginald winning the 24-7 title last week, and that leads us to Reginald defending the title against R-Truth. R-Truth hits him in the face and takes Reginald's suit, suit jacket off, so Reginald flips into the corner. Some shots with the coat miss due to some well-timed flips, and Truth misses another shoulder charge into the corner. The sidekick misses as well, and Reginald's running flip-seated senton is good for the pin. After the match, the usual gang of 24-7 competitors is here. So original <laughs> flip dives to the floor and backflips up the aisle to escape with the title. Oh, this guy. He flipped into the ring. He flips out the ring. He, well, he flipped into the ring. He did does flip the ring. Right. And then flips outside the ring to escape. Else. Did you see him when he flipped outside of the ring? He flipped in between the top and the middle rope, though? No. Oh, yeah. You need to go back and watch that on um, YouTube or Twitter or whatever. When he when the 24-7 people came in the ring and he jumped over them and flipped out the ring, he didn't flip over the top rope. He flipped in between the top and second rope, which was pretty damn impressive. I said this. It's like so. Uh, for Jupiter Julie, uh, she was asking uh, what it was that she was watching. Uh, you watch Skippy Flippy at his finest, or Flippy Skippy at his finest. <laughs> Gave the man the nickname for a reason, and he put it on full display. Yeah, he did. Main event. He, oh, go ahead. He he, I know he definitely was getting his flips on. <laughs> yeah, uh, for those of y'all who be like, I want the flippy shit. Then you get Reginald and everybody's complaining. Oh, it's too much flippy shit. <sighs> I swear, some wrestling fans. 
Charlotte versus Nikki, almost a superhero. Charlotte misses a big boot. Her leg is snapped across the top, but Charlotte blocks the sunset flip without much effort. There's a bulldog for two on Charlotte, but she chops Nikki into the corner. Nikki is sat up on the top rope, only to come back with the tornado DDT. Nikki hits the high cross body off the top, but Charlotte rows through and pins Nikki clean. She didn't even use the tights. One, two, three. Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. If Charlotte Flair acts like Road Warrior Animal one more time in a match with Nikki Cross, I'm going to lose my mind. I don't think she showed anything Nikki did to her. <sighs> so, so this, was, um, this, is what, this is what annoys me about her, you know. This is what annoys me. So it's just like, this is what we have to, we have to deal with. Like, man. Come on, like, we have a new champion here. We need to establish the new champion. But no, go back, have Charlotte basically in a long match, squash her. So after the match, Charlotte laughs at Nikki. She grabs the mic to say no one is in her league. Nikki grabs the mic and says she knows she lost, but she showed she almost could have won. Therefore, Charlotte will get a rematch next week. So Charlotte accepts and beats Nikki down again. She yells some more and then drops her one more time to end the show. So yeah, mm. Nikki Cross about to be transitional AF as champion based off this particular booking right here. That's what we say. It shouldn't be. It should have been a great story, but they could have told a different story. They could have showed Nikki Cross all the stuff she talked about in the promo about not believing in herself and not believing she could get there. That's where you have the training montages with Hurricane and Molly Holly and she, you know, developing her superhero character. Then she finally, you know, overcomes her own personal stuff. Then she starts winning matches and believing. And then all of a sudden, she believes so much in herself, she won the money in the bank and the cash in. That would have been a great story. They could have told that story with more background instead of just all of a sudden, we pop up backstage and Nikki Cross is wearing a blue blazer outfit. Like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, you know, they just don't have enough time on Monday nights to tell these long stories and dedicate you know hours and hours of programming to people's character development that you know Monday Night Raw just moves so fast can't fit everybody into the show so nope we, we don't get things like that uh, yeah this show was one of the ones that could have used a bunch of quick pins and promos because this thing was long and plotting and pretty boring for the most part there wasn't anything that really stood out as a oh my gosh, you need to check this out moment on this particular show. I guess Seamus and Damian Priest would be probably the most entertaining thing on this show. I was thinking Randy Orton was going to come back when they started beating down Riddle, but that didn't happen. He didn't, um, he wasn't dead. Yeah, we were in his hometown, so it wasn't like he had to go travel that far. He wasn't in St. Louis. (laughs) We were close, but you weren't. Oh, they were in Kansas City. I mean, you know. It, that it, a different of course a drive a, a eight hour drive but you know he could have done that in a day eight hour drive from St Louis to Kansas City sheesh well it's, it's they're on different parts of the 
that's the reason why they can have two teams. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Because Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri is. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the reason why they're big enough to have two teams is because they're far enough apart. Um, but yeah, uh, your thoughts, sir, on this uh, very unforgettable or re- regrettable Monday Night Raw? We can't get we, we can't get you no know, consistency on this show. So basically, it is what it is. Yeah, we got a, a one here, and then an off week, and then another one here, and then now two off weeks in a row when it comes to this programming. So, yeah, we're definitely going to hopefully things become more consistent the closer we get to SummerSlam. Um, but I wouldn't hold my breath when it comes to Monday Night Raw. Uh, the one thing I'm going I'm to ask you about real quick that we didn't bring up in the Mo Meltzer news segment before we sign off is uh, the Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, uh, I, we're going to call those rumors, uh, that have been swirling over the weekend. Uh, your thoughts, sir. Um, you know, do, do you believe them? Do you believe both? Do you believe one? And how does that affect uh, AEW? And will that bring you into watching them a little bit more? Like I say, it's only rumors at, at the moment. So, I'll, I'll once I once to get the word that they have made their debut. And I keep hearing that Daniel Bryan's getting the reason why he's getting signed because he's getting a very light schedule. He's getting the opportunity to work to Japan, things like that. So, um, like I said, once we once we once they appear on the show and we actually see them in the physical, then we can go from there. But other than that, you know, it is what it is. Because um, Mac, somebody tweeted a picture from Mac is a picture of. Matt Cardona when he was um, Zack Ryder, CM Punk, and Daniel Bryan. And it was like 2011. This is when um, Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan was the uh, World Heavyweight Champion. CM Punk was the WWE Champion. And um, Matt Cardona was the US Champion. And they said well, 10 years ago it was about like 2021. These three guys were being on the face of um, the talk of wrestling for different reasons, something like that. So, um, this is this is different. It's just, we just need to see. It's like you hear like a lot of you know calls to sign in virtually. It's a done deal. You know, we, we I'm waiting to see when we actually see them actually in place here on our TV screen, and then we can, we can go from there. But for that. If it happens, then it's it's gonna bring some eyes to the product. But the booking has to be right, the story has to be right, has to be a lot that that plays right for um for this to go well. Because we got Rampage about to start in some weeks in August on um, TBS, so you need to have something in place because they don't AEW do a lot of signings over the past couple of months. You know, some signings of the new talent and everything. So, you need to have um, something in place if you if you make it if you're getting all these signings in order. All right. Yep. So we'll keep an eye on that developing situation. Like you said, right now it's just strictly rumor and innuendo, and you know we don't deal with that here uh, on the WrestleCast. 
in the uh, broadcast in general. So, um, like you said, once it becomes official, then that'll be a whole different conversation to have. But this time, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, I'm going to turn it over to you for your shout outs and thank yous. Um, shout out to everyone. I'm doing another episode. Um, shout out to Semi. Shout out to Jay, Terry, Boy, and Warstone. Um, shout out um, Classic. Shout um, Sam, Greg, Mel, because Mel always gets shout out. Shout out to Dee Jonay, the landlady of SmackDown Matters. Um, shout out to everybody who's been in spaces with us. Um, everybody who tweets in the hashtags with us. Um, and shout out to um, shout out to tape shows again for NXT. <laughs> Well, thank you, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese once again for helping me review the Rawcast Monday Night Raw uh, here for another episode on the CSPN. Thank you to all the patrons as well who uh, subscribe over on the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Check out the dark match where you can hear us review AEW Dynamite. You can also hear rants and hot takes and just a bunch of extra content that we have going on over there on the dark match. Thank you to Terry's boy, Miss Simi, Miss Jates and Max for helping me record uh, Cast a Strong Style, NXT Cast, and SmackDown Matters on the network uh, this week. So please go check out all of those programs if you haven't listened to any of those podcasts yet. Uh, thank you to everybody who's in the Twitter spaces, everybody who uses the hashtags and shares their commentary with color each and every Monday night. We greatly appreciate y'all. So please continue to rate, review, support the podcast, share the links, uh, retweet, quote tweets, all of those things you can do to help keep the WrestleCast and the RawCast uh, visible and, uh, you know, on the fourth front of all these wrestling podcasts. So for my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, I'm your host, Don DeLaRente, and this has been the RawCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. That was insane! Did you see that? Did you hear that? They were all electric! I haven't heard that sound in over a year. That was amazing! When you when you dove through the ropes and you tornado DT T-Bar, that was insane! Mansoor, it was not insane, it was dangerous! The only reason I did that is because he was about to crush your skull in, okay? Yeah, but he didn't. And then I did a springboard and then Mace went for a choke slam, but I jumped through into the wheelbarrow and we won! Stop, 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 stop. We won, yes. But we need to start thinking ahead. We got it. Absolutely 100% ahead of you. Matching gear. I mean, we already got the gold thing going on. No! Mansoor, listen to me, okay? We need to start strategizing. Start planning. Planning for joint merchandise. Mustafa Mansoor, and then we can have like a picture of you smiling and a picture of me smiling. And the kids are gonna love it. Stop talking. Mansoor, you and I need to get on the same page in the ring. Tonight was nothing more than beginner's luck. You understand me? But I tell you what, maybe next week we have another tag team match and we we see how things are going, okay? So we are a tag team! No! Oh!